Good morning from Bologna, Italy. This is another episode of Higher Consciousness, and I'm titling this one Honest Introspection. I've been uh, moving around a bit and have had a few intense experiences, and I just completed my morning meditation, and I was presented with a wonderful visual that I want to share. And this is aimed for those trying you know, their, their best to you know, remain mindful and to practice meditation and to you know, self-reflect and introspect and to look more inward, right? To analyze what's happening in our lives and all these behaviors and patterns. And I really think this visual is going to help a lot of people. So I want you to imagine that your mind is a movie theater. And in this theater, there's, there's no one in the seats except for you. You're seated right in the center. And as you're sitting in the seat, you know, you're looking out through your eyes through the first person. Um, this is your awareness, right? This is what you are in control of. And in front of you, this screen is the ego presenting you with lots of thoughts, lots of stories and visuals and all these different things that capture your awareness. So typically when we, you know, go see a movie in the theaters, if it's a really good movie, we forget we're even watching it, right? We're just in it. We're, we're in that scene or in that moment, and we forget we're even being aware of it. And that's kind of what's happening all the time with all the involuntary thoughts that are pre being presented into our mind. So as we're like walking down the sidewalk and we're thinking about stuff, I'd say a lot of that is not really voluntary. Right, what's happening is you're in the theater, you're sitting, and there's something generated on that screen, and it's just capturing your awareness where once again you forget you're even looking at it, or you forget that you're thinking. But then sometimes, say you're watching a movie and something really weird happens, it just isn't realistic, and for a moment you like wake up and you realize, oh wait, like that's silly, and then you remember like, oh, I'm watching a movie, right? That's what happens the more you meditate and the more you practice this is that throughout the day, you just kind of like wake yourself up from the thought you were in. You go, oh, I was just thinking for a bit. And then you can then observe it. And what's really jarring is you'll notice a lot of these involuntary thoughts are not under your control. Like you're, you're sitting in the audience, right? Like what's being presented on that screen? You're not doing that. You're just sitting there. It's just being shown to you and capturing your awareness. And just to kind of show the other side of that, I would, from the way I understand it, you know, having voluntary thoughts is like you become the director and the camera person and the actors and actresses. And you are the one kind of creating what you're seeing whenever you want. And that's sort of the goal, right? Having all these involuntary thoughts can lead to suffering because imagine you're sitting in that seat and, you know, it's been pretty pleasant. You're just you're kind of comfy. You got, you know, your favorite drink and you're just chilling. And then some like random, like really negative picture shows up on the screen. But you forgot very quickly that you were watching a movie. So now you're like in this negativity. You're in this negative scene. And it takes a lot to maybe detach from it. Maybe someone has to walk in the theater and make a distraction or something just switches your awareness or kind of wakes you up from what you're seeing so that you stop, you know, immersing yourself in this negative picture. But now you're back in your seat, and you're looking at the screen, and now your mood's kind of like, ugh. Like, 
right? Because you forgot that you were in this negative experience. And I feel like that happens a lot to most people, right? You're just kind of like going about your day and your the ego will present some negative experience or something to worry about or something to stress about or something that's not even a big deal because it wants to capture your awareness. And it's not always fun, right? But it's I'm telling you, if you just have the experience once where you're in the thought and then you step out of it and then now you're like in the theater and you're seeing the whole screen, you're not like caught up in the picture anymore. You're actually observing like the actual border of the screen in front of you and you know you're watching a film. It's a lot more pleasant. Like imagine watching a horror movie where the entire time you're just very aware that you're just watching a movie. Like at no point do you get you know too caught up in what's happening. It's a lot less scary, right? You probably leave that movie not feeling all that adrenaline and kind of tension or whatever. And that can be used throughout your day, right? And I titled this episode Honest Introspection because sometimes we're presented with thoughts that are really difficult to stay present with. And the way I see it is that if it's something that we've suppressed, something that we've just thrown layers and layers of things on top of because we just can't stand to face it, there's a higher chance of you being caught up in it. And imagine like your just daily thoughts are so natural that it's easy to pop out of them. You're so used to having them. But then suddenly you're presented with an image from like seven years ago of something you did when maybe you weren't as kind or, or uh, patient or whatever. It's something you might have not seen in a long time. So the moment it gets thrown on that screen in front of you, what happens? Your awareness gets caught right in. Um, and that's okay. Like I found without fail that pretty much every time I get caught up in a very, very deep thought, um, it's something that needs to clear. It's something that I haven't faced. And it can be really subtle. But it's always rewarding to practice that, right? I'm, I'm in this thought. And I don't like being in it. And then I somehow find, I somehow realize I'm having the thought and I step out of it. And now I'm back in the theater just kind of observing. And what I find that happens is when I sit to meditate, it's like I'm sitting in the theater and right away there's pictures on the screen, like literally instantly. I just told myself I'm here to meditate. Like within five seconds, there's something on the screen. And I observe it and I get caught up in this and, you know, step out of that. And then over time, say over like five, ten minutes, um, the screen remains blank. It's hard to argue, like, is the ego still presenting thoughts? I'm just not aware of it. Or are they just, did it just stop? Who knows? All I know is that there's nothing in front of me. And when that happens, then I can go inward and I can just perceive me. Like, oh, wow, I'm like sitting in this chair. I'm like existing as I am and to go deeper you start feeling this this bliss and this joy just from simply existing that my guru has taught me is perceiving your own soul and when you do that life becomes a lot more playful right so I'm perceiving my soul and everything's blissful and then it doesn't always last very long right it can it can just end and then I look up and there's something on the screen but but now having just experienced that little bit of bliss Whatever comes on that screen is a lot easier to face and to look at and to not get so enraptured by it. And I feel like that's why meditation can be so healing, especially for those who have trauma, because, yeah, you're going to 
be presented with things from that experience. There's no doubt about it. That's why meditation can cause a lot of, um, you know, discomfort in people when they first start. They don't want to face these things, which is understandable, right? Go at your own pace. But when you do feel these moments of bliss and joy, and then you get thrown more of these movie pictures, it's just so much easier to observe them. And your awareness becomes so refined and grounded that you're able to see all of that. And to understand that a lot of what's being presented isn't really me. Like I'm sitting in this chair and I'm like, huh, there's not much really happening. <laughs> I'm just really calm and, and joyful and blissful. I don't have many questions. I'm just, you know, existing and I'm happy. Um, or I think joyful is a better word. And then you see all these thoughts in front of you, just like craziness, like just old memories and negativity and just mean things. And you're like, wait, what is all that about? Is that really me? It is not, <laughs> in my opinion. And like I said, uh, and then when you have your voluntary thoughts, it's like your, your, your soul is utilizing your ego in a healthy way. It's like, I'm going to choose the thoughts to present. Like say someone asked me, what was high school life like? And if I pause for a moment, I can like, you know, generate the movie picture. I become the director and the cameraman and the actor. And I'm like, oh, this is how this was and my mood and behaviors and what I did for fun and stress and whatever. I'm like utilizing the ego in a healthy way to present this story, right? That's why I don't believe in like the ego must be killed. No, it, it's transcended, right? You observe it and you transcend it. It becomes a tool. That's the point of it. Um, but now I've reached the point where the deeper I go, it's some experiences are just insane where I, I just haven't... Uh, face these things say from my past there's just something very deep in my psyche and i have to meditate to clear it there's no other way because it's so deep rooted it's so hidden um this ties into the shadow self right once again it's like that part of our ego that we never want to look at but if you do that and you suppress it you're missing out on a lot of power and beauty in that shadow all of it must be reconciled and now, if I am too caught up in a thought, the moment I realize that I am, and the moment I'm back in that movie theater chair, knowing that I'm watching the movie, I rejoice. Because I'm like, whoa, I just got stuck in that for like five minutes. This must be something really heavy. Let me clear it now and be free from it forever. So now whenever in the beginning, it was very frustrating. Like, why am I so why is it so difficult to remain grounded in my awareness? Why is there so much negativity in my mind? And now that's flipped. Now it's like I rejoice because every time I realize I'm caught up in some negative or past thought or memory, I realize, oh, this is something that needs to be cleared. And the heavier it is, then after it's cleared, the lighter my consciousness is, the higher my consciousness is. And with that, obviously, more joy and compassion and peace and more of that playful feeling when I go about my day. But it's not easy. Like I said, if you're beginning to meditate and the moment you sit in that movie theater chair, even even before you even sit down, maybe as you're walking to your seat, your mind's running, right? It's fine. And just sit anyways and look at that screen. I'm telling you, just one time it takes to watch a thought propagate on its own it'll just go and you're just watching it and you're like, wait, if I'm just observing it, like who is thinking that thought? <laughs> it's the ego, right? It's, it's so interesting. 
And, and then once that happens, you, you wake up, you, you, you simply wake up. And even when I walk around like a city, I, I look around and I, I wonder, I was like, the other day, how many people around me are aware that they're thinking probably right now? How many people are aware that these thoughts they're having are, are not really under their control? And it just increases your compassion, right? I mean, maybe I just think more than the average person, probably, but still in general, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of the population is thinking a good amount of the day. It's really hard to just naturally be like that. Um, and we're just so conditioned with all this technology, all this stuff to look at. Um, it's really, I feel, shortening our attention spans, right? We have to be like, everything needs to be so quick, like a quick image, like a meme or a 10 second video clip. It's just so fast. And it does, I think, negatively affect our ability to be present. So for those just starting the journey of meditation and observing one's thoughts, just know that if you have trauma in your past, if you have a lot of old pain, um, misery, suffering, sorrow, these things will likely emerge as you sit to meditate. But like I said, imagine watching like a horror movie where most of the movie you're just aware of it. Like, oh, I'm just sitting in this chair watching this film. There's just a bunch of actors and actresses and makeup and costumes. It's not so serious. There's literally people around the scene with like a camera light and like the costume director. Like, it's, it's not so real, right? It's, it's like just something in my head. Um, it becomes so much easier to transcend all the negative thoughts. And like I said, one of my favorite benefits now is when I observe someone being cruel or negative or, or just causing problems out in the world, I was like, I'm having those thoughts too sometimes. Maybe not to the same intensity, but I observe them in meditation and they're living them. That, that really sucks. It just does, right, to live like that. Because um, I, I know just being caught up in a negative thought for 30 seconds can make my mood feel a little weird. I can't imagine all day, <laughs> every day, for, for days, weeks, months, years. That's why it's, uh, we have to give patience to those who, who lash out at others and cause trouble in the world. Um, I don't mean to say it as a cliche. I'm literally saying like that, that love we can give can transform people, right? And it can be really subtle. Um, but to just give it. You know, and it's it's better for you too, because to be that loving, like you feel that warmth within. But it's uh, I don't know. I was just meditating now, and I saw that visual, because so much of what is realized in meditation, it's more of like a you know, a knowing, like pure understanding, and it's not always easy to explain. And I'm realizing like there's so many things that I've realize in meditation that I can't ever just give in a conversation. I have to, you know, just share that a lot of benefits come and I hope they happen to you. And it's such a cool thing to be in the middle of meditation and connect like two or three dots together without actually saying a sentence, without actually even visualizing it. You just, you just know that these dots are connecting and you just feel good. It's amazing. One of my like literal like favorite experience like i'm happy to be in italy right to explore and all that but i would say still like meditation just trumps so much of what i'm experiencing just because it's so intuitive and so beautiful and through that 
my my life is transformed right when i go out in the world i feel very immersed and very present there's not much to think about right i'm just with it all practicing my italian buongiorno <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just funny to see everyone smile because I'm sure I have an American accent trying to speak Italian, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I really hope this analogy helps. And for for those of you who do like to reflect and introspect, just know that it's not always fun, right? You're like looking inward or journaling or whatever, and you're realizing things about yourself that you're like, oh, wow, I could like improve on that. Or I wasn't always, you know, this patient in the past. Like, you know, we have those thoughts. I wish I could have been different then. Maybe my life would be different now. That's just another movie picture, right? Literally in front of you. It's like the actors like reminiscing about something. And you're just like getting captured in it. You don't have to answer that thought. You don't have to follow it down that rabbit hole. Just sit back in that seat and observe. And like I said, there will be a point where the screen becomes blank. And then even as you're sitting in that chair, you just close your eyes and go inward. And you'll have experiences that are just beyond words. It's just love and light. And I feel like it's a lot of what the prophets from before talked about, but you can actually experience it. It's tough to experience that when you're surrounded by people and in different places, but when you're alone, um, it can happen. And then you wake up, and then you see so much of what's going on in your head isn't isn't you, right? The soul isn't so negative and constantly ruminating. It's the ego. It's presenting you with all this stuff and capturing your awareness over and over and over again. And I've been on this journey a long time. And same thing with me. Still get caught up in these thoughts. But like I said, now I rejoice because I know like if I'm getting caught up in this thought for like five minutes at this stage in my development, it must be something really deep. Right? I've seen pictures of like of the Buddha like when he's sitting under the Bodhi tree in Bodh Gaya, you know, present day India. And there's like uh like he's sitting down and all around him is like 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 a, like lions and like crazy forces and all these things to distract him but they weren't all really like happening around him it was just all within and i'm sure it does get more uh complex and complicated the deeper one goes and i'm seeing that now that the thoughts that do capture my awareness are really really old old stuff like really deep old stuff and just to summarize again like when i'm in that it is not fun at all like it is not fun. Um, but it's kind of the same thing with like weightlifting. It's not always fun, right? You, you do it because it's healthy and you want to clear your mind and you want to take care of your body. Same with this. Like a lot of my meditation is blissful and joyful. But then the moments do come where I have to clear this thing, whatever it is, presenting itself now. It might have been triggered out in the real world or it's just today's the day to take care of this thing and it sucks in the moment but then the moment it clears the moment you stay grounded with your awareness you know something deeply has healed right you just feel it something has shifted in your awareness and my biggest tell after doing that is like the rest of the day i barely have any thoughts and i wonder if i didn't clear it say this morning 
I bet it would have tried to clear itself throughout the entire day, like for like the next, you know, 14 hours, just in little snippets here and there. But because I took care of so much today, I think the rest of my day is going to be a lot more, you know, seamless and, and more free. And that's really cool. And then once again, my day will happen, right? And then I meditate in the evening. And whatever was kind of conjured up from my day is then cleared. And on and on and on. And it's just like, it's, it'd be very rare to be in that theater. And I don't know what enlightenment would look like. Maybe that's just getting up and leaving the theater for good. Who knows? Um, but for now, I do know that constantly remembering that I'm sitting in the seat and I'm just watching a movie is really, really comforting. And no one told me that when I used to have depression and I would ruminate for hours in my room. And it would have been nice <laughs> to know that. <laughs> but I didn't, and that's okay. Um, but for any of you who just are caught up in a negative funk and just your mind's racing, just I hope this analogy helps. I really do. Um, and in the beginning, it, it probably won't be easy. But then it gets really cool. And then it becomes like autopilot. And I'm not saying it becomes passive. You're definitely always active when you want to meditate. But then it becomes natural to do all this, to meditate, to introspect. And uh, yeah, it's just, it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. And I'm trying to think of uh, just a really good example of clearing something that was kind of blocking my psyche, um, that, that felt like a blockage in my psyche. And an example I can give is that, you know, the ego is, likes to be in control, right? It wants to think it's in control of you, of your awareness, of, of, of its surroundings. So when it's not in control, it freaks out, <laughs> which I'm sure you've experienced yourself or seen in other people. And uh, I think I touched on this in the previous episode, the one called Trust, in that, you know, with like letting go of this constant need to control and to know what's coming next, I still feel my ego resist. It can't stand it. It literally like freaks out. It wants to know what is coming next. Like what is on the agenda? What is the future plan? And I still think a lot of that's just from schooling, right? We always had an exam to do, a project, a presentation, thinking about our next semester, right? It's just like ingrained in us. So future oriented. And I will say that being too much in the past and too much in the future is suffering, right? And it's just like a futile attempt at control. Maybe if I see my past in a different way, I'll feel better about it, right? Which there's a beauty and there's a positive in doing that, right? To, to, to see the life lessons. But there's also like the negative component of just ruminating and trying to like alter things um, just to, to make yourself feel better, I guess. And um, that... I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> and then to be too caught up in the future, right? It's just a lot of rehearsing and planning and wishing for things to go a certain way, which just sets you up for disappointment. 
and it's uh i find it to be best right to just be present and even if you're needing to plan like i need to plan my next uh airbnb or my next flight or whatever yeah i'm gonna like plan that while being present i'm not gonna take my awareness and be all in the fantasy of what's to come it's just disappointment right and through that disappointment the ego captures your awareness even more so it's like presenting the movie picture here's what could come in the next week and then you're watching with anticipation like oh i hope it happens just like that i want to see it happen just like that and then it doesn't and now you're disappointed but you're so caught up in the movie you don't even know you're like being disappointed you're just in that feeling of disappointment <laughs> which isn't fun and then you leave the movie not feeling well right because you're disappointed it didn't happen the way you wanted it to um i think a good example which i felt this way and i'm sure a lot of people did like i remember watching game of thrones when i was in medical school and i think most people i knew were very disappointed by how the you know the last season or two went and i remember even back then i had that thought i'm like i wonder if that's like a life lesson to not let other people you know write an adventure for you and maybe you should go find your own whatever that may be right that disappointment that i felt in that you know in the end of season i was like maybe i need to have my own adventure and not like wait for someone to write it for me and i you know definitely listen to that advice <laughs> with everything i've been doing um but i remember that you know because we all wanted something to end with like satisfaction it must end in a satisfying way and a lot of things out in the world aren't very satisfying sorry they're not and i think that's one of my just to go back to the analogy so imagine i'm sitting in the movie theater chair and i'm just speaking from my experience of course and like i said the the screen went blank and I'm sitting in that chair now and my eyes are closed and now I'm, I'm just satisfied. There's nothing happening, literally nothing, right? I'm active in the experience. I'm feeling that bliss and that joy, but I'm like just eternally satisfied in that moment. I know eternal is forever, right? I'm saying in that moment, that very specific moment, it is like an eternal satisfaction. I just feel it all. Of course, once I come out of it, you know, I'm back to normal, but, you know, a little less serious and less caught up in my thoughts, but, you know, back to thinking and wishing and desiring and all that. But in that moment, it is just pure satisfaction because there's no movie picture flashing before your eyes. There's no disappointments. There's no negativity. There's, no, there's just, it's just you and your soul and the universe and God and, um, I think what comes next, from my understanding of the bit of Hinduism that I've studied, is, you know, the samadhi is the eighth stage of the, the eightfold path of yoga. And this is Raja Yoga, as shown by Patanjali. And samadhi is like, so you're in that chair, you're aware of your own soul. Imagine expanding your awareness out to everything, to the entire universe. You just become one with everything. That's samadhi. Um that sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, and that's just supreme satisfaction. That's the infinite. That's everything. And if I can feel satisfied with the little progress I've done, right, where I'm sitting and I don't know how else to explain it, right? Without thoughts, without anything. I don't just mean like like just your mind's blank. It's still an active. Pro I want to make that very clear. Like when you're watching a show or a movie, it's passive, 
right? You're, you're aware of what you're seeing, but it's so passive. It's being fed to you. Meditation is an active thing. You don't want to be sleepy or passive while you do it. It can be dangerous because you're conjuring all this stuff up without being aware of it. So you're going to leave feeling worse. No, no, you, you must remain active. So imagine you're in this active state of meditation. And as my guru defines it, concentration on God, right? Uh, then you feel that bliss and then you feel that satisfaction. And now, I, look, I am not a scripture guy. I barely know any of the scriptures of like the major religions. I've just glanced at a few things. But it does seem from the little that I know that a lot of the enlightened people and the prophets did say that like everything's in God, right? Everything is in God. Just keep your awareness on God. And I get that in, in my own version and that when I meditate and I'm feeling that satisfaction and that joy and bliss, I can only imagine going further in that, to go deeper in that or to always have my awareness on God. I'd probably, <laughs> you know, be enlightened. Um, and that sounds like a really cool goal to achieve, you know, and it's um, obviously it's very difficult just based on what we've read from people who've done it. But it seems that there were people that it, they were kind of always in it. They just sort of were existed um, fairly enlightened. And you can call them right, the prophets, the saints. Um, and then the Buddha showed his path of how he did it himself. And it's just really interesting because, like I said, Scripture says that. And I get it in, in my own experience. Like, huh, well, I'm feeling really satisfied in this short you know, meditation session, and all my awareness is in the divine, like that makes sense, that if I could keep this going all the time, I'd be pretty joyful. I still feel my emotions and still feel sad and compassion and um, sadness and compassion and, you know, whatever for people. Um, but, but by and large, I'd be really joyful. And like a kid, like, I think that's part of the spiritual path, right? Become more like a child. And, um, but it all starts with just sitting in that movie theater. Just do it. That's how I did it, you know, many years ago. Mine was uh, at the gym laying on a yoga mat. And that was my beginning of just like, I'm in the theater, or I look at all this noise happening in front of me, and I, to observe it. And then eventually, I, you know, I found my path of Kriya Yoga, which is what's worked for me, and whatever works for you, I hope you find it. And, uh, but everything changes. I'm telling you, like, it just, everything shifts. And like I said, just a year ago, I'd be so upset about being caught up in negative thoughts. And now I rejoice having done that. <laughs> and a really neat shift. Like, I would have been so mad before. Now I'm like, awesome. I was, whatever that was, was super heavy and sticky. And I'm happy it's out of my system. Uh, great. Now the rest of my day should be pretty, uh, well, typically, you know, less thoughts. Um, but once again, that's another recipe for disappointment. Oh, I cleared something so heavy this morning. That means the rest of my day <laughs> should be more chill. Another example of something being presented, and I'm thinking this is this is it. I don't know. All I can do is remain present and move forward with my day. Um, but there really is beauty in the present moment, and to just be with it all. And... I'm just seeing it more and more. Like, there's no utility in those involuntary thoughts. When that movie theater is showing me all that stuff, the only utility is in clearing it, <laughs> in my opinion. 
is to clear whatever is being presented over and over and over again. And I think that's what happens when and we, we do therapy and we journal and we reflect, like we conjure up things that we have to face. But I will say again, it is really, so imagine like, would you rather do what I'm describing out in some like busy mall, right? It'd be really difficult or just in a little cozy movie theater where you're alone, right? That's the time to do it. Um, obviously, if you need to do your therapy, you're going to be with someone for that time where you're, you're speaking with, you know, loved ones. But in general, I'm finding like you need that solitude and it's a safe place. You're in this theater. Nothing in there is going to harm you. All that harm is in front is in that screen. And what is that really? It's nothing at the end of the day. It's just pictures and words and it just captures our awareness. It feels like everything when you're in it. It feels so serious. That's why I have so much compassion for those who have PTSD. I just, I can only imagine that because we all have our traumas. We all have our pain, right? But to like be in that all the time, it's suffering. And I'm sorry for those who feel that. And I really, truly hope this analogy helps. And just know once again, if it's really difficult to face these things, uh, take your time. There's no rush to meditate, to do anything, just chill. Um, but all I can share is that it has helped me. And when it is something from an old past, you know, event, it does hurt. Like, it's not fun. Like, without fail, like, I get I'm in that scene in the movie. I forget that I'm sitting in the chair and it's not fun. It hurts. It really does. And then I eventually pop out of it and then I can just observe it. It's like I pop out of it and I kind of hit rewind on my way. Well, let's start this. This, this show again, let me see what, 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 what's going on, but from a more grounded point of awareness. And then I do. Um, and then it feels good to just let that go. But I'll say it again. The best thing that I find is that, you know, I sit in the chair, the movie picture begins, and I observe it, and I observe it, and I'm in and out, in and out, and then eventually it stops. And then I meditate, right? Then I'm like, really? That beginning part, that's like me trying to still my mind, right, to meditate. It's only when I'm sitting in the chair, my eyes are closed, there's no noise, there's nothing, I'm just with myself. And then the meditation begins, right? And then I achieve a higher state of consciousness. And then I, you know, I lose my focus. And I'm looking at the screen again, and it's so much easier to observe whatever is being presented. So I think meditation is not only beneficial to feel that bliss and that joy and to be with your soul, but it makes clearing the stuff a lot easier than just like raw mindfulness because you're with your soul, right? And there's so much like power and love behind that that you likely can face whatever is being presented to you. Um, and it's so rewarding. Like I said, now I rejoice whenever I know I'm being too caught up in something. And, uh, yeah, um, so I should be in Italy for some time, I think. I'm not going to plan ahead day by day, right, <laughs> and see what comes next. Um, but Bologna is really neat. Um, it feels like a, like a small section of Manhattan. I don't know how else to describe it. There's so many nationalities here and, like, the graffiti and the buildings. Obviously, it's not New York City, but, like, I don't know. It's just like a little busy, like I said, like a small section of Manhattan, and it feels kind of neat. 
um, and lots of different types of cuisines and the people are really nice and it's like a university town I think it has one of the oldest I think University of Bologna is like from like the year 1000 something like 80 I don't know what it was um, but one of the oldest universities in the world it's really neat so yeah I just uh, I truly from bottom of my heart hope that the movie theater analogy helps and it might not click in the first time you try it or just to think about it but I hope you revisit it sometime in the future or if you're ever just caught up in some you know, thought loop, and this can kind of pop you out of it. So yeah, I hope it helps, and I'll see you all in the next one.